Yo, what up? Welcome back. This is week 14, and this is the unfortunate. I don't know where that fake Clive came from. It was horrible. Anyway. So, we actually had a lot go on this week that was kind of unexpected. And I'm going to dive into it right now. Oh, before I get into that, again, I'm 1-1 one one on my picks. I've never been 0-2. I've just been 2-0. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if you guys understand how hard you think it is to pick from the worst teams in the NFL which two games that they play in that you would win that they'll win. And if you go by the points, it's even worse. Um. <laughs> so let's get into this. We're going to go right into the unfortunates. 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 Unfortunately. But it's all good. We had a couple of upsets. And um, one really that should have been, you know, I'm, I'm just going, I'm, I'm not going to speak in ifs anymore or whatever. I'm just going to get right into it. Let me take a quick break. Coming in at number 32, and actually this is kind of loaded, um, this might actually be my longest Jets segment because a lot happened this week. So, uh, all right, what are we going to talk about first? Okay, first of all, the Jets lost, okay? They outplayed the Jets late. They were in position to win. And... Then rugs happen. <laughs> uh, yeah, for those of you guys who don't know, yeah, Mr. 4 2 rugs. Outbeat his defender on man to man with seconds left on the clock and caught the deep bomb pass on one on one coverage. Now, this is where I get upset at the media. And this is where the media may actually be right at the same time, but let me explain. So first of all, how many of you guys who've watched ESPN, Fox Sports West, whatever, have said, and I quote, don't play prevent defense. It doesn't prevent anything. And the guys, the team, normally loses when you see them play defense prevent defense outright. Those of you guys who don't know it, prevent defenses, you blitz two or three guys and everybody else floods the zone in the end zone or in the middle or the edges to keep the guy to run out the clock or to stop the touchdown. It's to prevent them from winning. This normally does not work. The thing that it normally does do, it normally does keep guys in bounds. That's normally what it does successfully. But in this case, Greg Williams being the uber-aggressive defensive play caller that he is, decided to keep the man, keep it on man, and if I'm not mistaken, I saw a few highlights. The linebacker, I saw, okay, I saw the game. I don't know how many linebackers blitz because I only saw one view, 
but I did see at least one blitz. So there was at least at least five guys coming at the quarterback. Well, they didn't get home. Derek Carr threw a beautiful pass, which Ruggs got under. Sorry, I was drinking water. Which Ruggs got under for the score and the game. And the Jets lost. But let's just look over the Jets' history, shall we? Do we really think if they would have played prevent defense that that was going to stop Oakland from scoring the way this season is going? Maybe, maybe not. But here's the argument. Do you play prevent defense to try to prevent them? Or do you trust your, your best quarter on their fastest wide receiver? I was wondering where the safety was because he was nowhere to be found. Uh, this is what happens when you guys don't give Jamal Adams his money, by the way. Just saying. Because if he would have blitzed, he would have gotten there. And if that dude would have been on this team... The Jets wouldn't be winless right now. So, organizationally, it's a favor of the fact that Adams is not there. But visually, it looks horrible. Because, honestly, it just kind of looks like they're tanking? Or, well, the reason why you fired Greg Williams is because... I don't think he got fired because it was a horrible play call. I think he got fired just because him and Adam Gates don't like each other. And honestly, it says more about Adam Gates firing Greg Williams now than not doing it when he went off on you weeks ago. If you're going to be the leader of your clubhouse and you got this guy who's down talking to you and he's one of the guys that you hired to run your defense, dude, that should have been the time you should have fired him, not now. Just because he decided to play aggressive at a time where it was probably needed because you guys have no wins. Believe me, you guys didn't get to this record by not being aggressive or laying back. Like, really, you guys are in this position because the right football is not being played at the right time. And honestly... I've said this about four or five times in arguments with my friends that I still think it was the right call. I think it was bad on the safety. Because I know it wasn't a safety blitz because I saw linebackers go in. And I know it was no all-out blitz because there was guys covering the middle of the field. So why wasn't there a guy in the middle of the field? Somebody just forgot to do their daggone job and the Jets lost. I don't know how many. I think I've, I've seen the play at least seven times and I still say the same thing nobody's in the middle of the field okay that's part one of the Jets part two as of the last two weeks Frank Gore if I'm not mistaken has 16 rushes or no 18 rushes for 76 yards that puts him under 900 yards and catching Walter Payton. Again, hashtag Frank Gore. Do not retire. Do not. You're almost there. If you get on another team, i.e. the New England Patriots who have no running backs, 
if look, if he goes to New England next year, who may have Jimmy Garoppolo, who may end up drafting another running back because they got picks, they have no players, they're going to get a free agent wide receiver because they're going to need it next year for Jimmy Garoppolo. And we all know New England's going to beef up their offensive line. So inside of the first three picks, we're going to get an offensive line, in, a tight end, and possibly a running back. And two of your running backs, if I'm not mistaken, are up on contracts. So Frank Gore, go to New England if you can. Heck, go anywhere. You're less than 900 yards from Walter Payton. I would love to see this happen. I would love to see this happen. But please, can we get somebody else on this Frank Gore watch? I can't be the only one thinking that he's so close to Walter Payton. But then again, I grew up watching heavy, heavy, heavy football in the 90s, early 90s. So my mind is still run the ball to win the game, even though that's not where football is now. But it just so happens that every Super Bowl winning team has a functional running game. So you actually cannot win the Super Bowl without running. Frank Gore can help you out in the postseason. Frank Gore can help you out in the middle of a season, as you can see with the Jets. Because without Frank Gore, to mentor those two kids in the Jets who, that you guys saw play this weekend, who actually played really well. I actually think the Jets might actually have secret talent at running back that we just don't know yet because we they're, they're horrible, so nobody's looking at them. Like I said, I know there's a really long segment. It's just the New York Jets. But look, they got the possibility of drafting either Fields, Lawrence, trading the pick, and getting back multiple picks. I mean, the, the Jets have so many options that look great right now. I know it looks bleak right now because they're winless. But considering the fact that they're winless... No, I'm not going to say that. The Detroit Lions had better talent when they went winless than the Jets do now. So, I can't say that. Um, I would say that the Lions had better coaching, but Greg Williams is a Super Bowl defensive coach, so I'm not even going to knock that. Even though he was just fired, I'm still not it against him. So, still feel like the Jets may win one of these last four games. I, I don't know how. I don't know why. I haven't even looked at the schedule yet to break it down. Believe me, I'm going to do that tonight before I finish this episode and get out tomorrow. I know this sounds funny. I know the Jets look weird with their uniforms, but the Jets may actually have hope at the end of the tunnel. But depending on who the general manager is or may be coming the draft or who the head coach is, I would still not want to play there. But I kind of wouldn't. I mean, I, okay. I guess the question is at this point, would you rather play for Jacksonville? Well, I mean, if you look at the three bottom teams on the unfortunates, everybody would love to play for Dallas more. Well, I don't know anybody who wouldn't want to play for Dallas because you're going to get paid more money just because you're in Dallas and you wear a star on your helmet. It's like going to the Irish. You, you, you get in there, you're good. So, but yeah.
coming in at number 32 again. Thank you, Greg Williams. Because the Dallas Cowboys might have had a shot of taking the bottom if you guys would have pulled that out against Oakland. But it's funny because this next team, well, Jets are number 32, and they're still in the same spot. Welcome back. And at number 31, as you guys haven't figured out by now, is still the Dallas Cowboys. If you guys haven't listened to the rest of the episodes, main reason why is, let's see, 40 to 45% of the roster is hurt. Uh, they obviously didn't have enough time to jail during the offseason. They're playing like garbage. Their backup quarterback obviously knows the playbook enough to look very average, which, wait, they said Dak was. When Dak was still playing with this roster, they looked like they were playing hard for Dak. I don't feel that with Andy Dalton. Again, they haven't had time to gel. Andy Dalton's a new guy, basically. But, Colin Cowherd said that Andy Dalton and Dak Prescott are basically the same quarterback. Basically, you're wrong. Dak Prescott is the heart and soul of that team. He gets everybody pumped. He gets everybody involved. He even... I'm honestly trying to figure out if Dak Prescott makes his linebackers better. based on time of possession because we know Dallas is a running team even though they're not very good with it with Zeke but Dallas still has a boatload of injuries and this week the linebackers did not play like their contracts Um, part of me is kind of wondering if quite frankly has the Dallas Cowboys given up because this is a COVID-written season and they don't feel like they can do anything anyway? Are any of them nervous about their family? Like, the, the way you see Dallas, this is not the Dallas Cowboys. And then they have a new coach. So it's like, they can't possibly take on the person out of their coach because they don't know him. He's not really coaching on the sideline because of the way COVID is built. He can't get in the guy's face. He can't really, like, do things that these old school coaches does, which is exactly what he is. And it took Lamar Jackson 100 yards rushing, a little over 100 yards passing. And um, before y'all sit there and say that, oh, yeah, it's Lamar Jackson. Dude, Lamar Jackson's the same guy I said he was. He has a problem throwing out routes. He cannot throw up the sideline very well. But he's very, very good with throwing up the seam. He's great with his tight ends, which is what he's always been, even back at Louisville. This quarterback has not changed. What he's done, which happened is he's gotten used to the NFL speed doing what he does. Can we stop saying that he's the second best quarterback in the NFL? That's the only reason why I'm mad at 
at all at Lamar Jackson. Because people keep saying that he's the second best quarterback in the NFL. No, he's not. And he's not even close. He's not better than Aaron Rodgers. He's not better than Russell Wilson. And he's definitely not better than Mahomes. So with those three cats alone, some, most of y'all people are wrong. Period. And then if you don't want to believe me, go ahead and look at the numbers. I'm not going to waste my time on the subject. The Dallas Cowboys are and will be number 31 on this list. Yo, what up, you guys? I'm at number 30. I just really wanted to think about something real quick. I haven't watched Jacksonville all year. But looking at the numbers, Mike Glennon is more efficient than Garden Minshew. Why didn't Mike Glennon start the season? I'm, I'm like, I'm really trying to figure out. I don't care how popular a guy is. If you got a guy who's a better quarterback that's in your camp, why isn't Jacksonville's? Why didn't Jacksonville? This, look, you guys starting Mike Glennon now, and Mike Glennon looks like this? It's starting to make me look like they were tanking on purpose. Like, they were like, okay, it's COVID. And if you guys hear that, yeah, it's my windshield wiper. Like, it's COVID. Like, we're starting over. We don't care about anything else. You guys let go of one of your most talented players at running back, which looks kind of smart because he ain't doing nothing for Tampa. Really? He, I mean, he really ain't doing much. He's not even starting back. And technically, he's supposed to be the most talented one, which makes you think, is he really a talented back or is he just a good running back that just came out of LSU um Mike Glennon dude I mean they were really competitive I mean okay okay I get it's Minnesota and it's but Minnesota's not horrible they're just not great with this offensive coordinator. They can't find the balance between their defense. They can't find the balance between their defense and their offensive efficiency with that defense. And I keep telling people for years, some of y'all just don't get it. It's not, it's, it. when people say all three phases, I don't think people get what that really means. Like, for example, the Tennessee Titans played the Colts a few weeks ago and got blown. Not because of the defense, which Tennessee's defense hasn't been playing that well. Not really because of the offense, because they scored points. It was because the special teams didn't show up that day and gave up two scores, and that actually made the difference. And then if you want to add the fact that our field goal kicker keeps hitting everything but field goals... Case in point, you must have a cohesive team to win games. Offensively and defensively, I know people are not going to get this, but they must play together. If you have a high-tempo offense and you score a lot of points, you guys better have a great secondary. 
Okay, and I know I know you guys think, well, how does one have to do it the other? Because usually tempo decides the football game. If you play a high tempo style, that's normally what you're gonna get from the other team because they're gonna match you energy for energy. If you play a low, hard, grinded out game, which, you know, your Tennessee, your Baltimore's, you know, teams like that that are run that can be run heavy, that are more physical. You also have to find a way to match them. We can say Carolina now and, and that because uh, with Cam Newton at quarterback, he's still he's still a dual threat. So the combination of Cam Newton and a star running back in New England, if he stays in New England, can be really dangerous next year. I don't want anybody complaining and saying, well, oh, he's throwing and not not. He ain't got nobody to throw to. Oh, and that's for you guys. Look, I am not hating on Cam Newton right now. Cam Newton is the only reason why that they're six and seven. If that other quarterback, I even forget the kid's name, was gonna start before Cam Newton. I don't know if they would have three wins. I, I, I really don't. But, to get back to the point. So this is why Jacksonville is hard to talk about. Because you can talk about Jacksonville and you end up talking about everything else but Jacksonville. That's just how Jacksonville is. So, Mike Glennon is a good quarterback. And they have a really good running back. And they have guys to throw to. And we've seen that defense not so many years ago play play up. I think talent-wise, looking at the team, okay, they're not nearly as good as Minnesota, but they have a team that can compete with Minnesota, and that's what you saw. So, that's it, guys, for the Jacksonville Jaguars. And again, the Jacksonville Jaguars were 30. All right, you guys, and coming in at number 29 is the Philadelphia Eagles. I believe we have a Hurts sighting. Jalen Hurts finished the game. Didn't look all that great, but what do you expect? He's a rookie quarterback. And now he's going up against statistically one of the best defenses in the league. But I know they're not going to win this game, but I feel like he's going to look more impressive with the lack of talent that Philadelphia has right now than Carson Carson Wentz. A friend of mine tried to argue that Wentz should go to the Colts because Frank Wright is there. I'm still thinking Nick Foles and uh, what's the other kid's name is is not going to be in Chicago next year. I have some weird feeling like Nick Foles will end up in somewhere like Atlanta. 
No, not Atlanta. But like you guys know what I mean. Like something like Atlanta. Um, if Denver is, you know, mixing up quarterbacks, Nick Foles could end up in Denver. Which actually, with a new coach, I think that makes sense. If Denver found a cheap way to get Jim Harbaugh, John Elway, Jim Harbaugh, Nick Foles, that makes sense to me. There's going to be so many scenarios that's going to come these next four weeks. Oh, man. I hope you guys... There's going to be so much going on. But right now, Philly looks terrible. Like, Philly looks so terrible. I almost considered dropping them this week. But everybody on my list but one team lost. So I had a hard time having to drop anybody. So everybody's pretty much at the same place. But there's still different storylines of which going on. So I'm kind of wondering if Philly needs a new play caller along with with the new quarterback just based on his skill set. That being said, Philly might get blown again by uh, 15. <laughs> um. They're going to play the Saints with Taysom Hill. And the funny thing is, the best part, I could actually see Taysom Hill throwing a couple of picks just because the strength of Philly is their secondary. But they don't stop anybody on their ground, so they can't really get anybody off the field. I know this sounds really weird, but this week is the start of the playoff push. This is going to be the most interesting four weeks of the NFL season. And again, the Philadelphia Eagles are number 29 as they were last week. Yo, yo, welcome back. Let's see, who do we got up next? Number 28 is the Cincinnati Bengals. They played the Miami Dolphins. They lost Joe Burrow. But they still play like... Like Joe Burrow's done... Like they're fighting for Joe Burrow. And Joe Burrow's not even on the field. I didn't know and I wasn't aware that Cincinnati had this much heart. There's nothing really great and spectacular about them, but they got heart and they play that way. So at the very least, y'all got to give them credit for that. They did lose this weekend, but 19-7 to a potential playoff team when your starting rookie quarterback is not in. I don't think that's actually that bad just considering, you know, Joe Burrow was their guy, their guy. So, that's all I can really say about the Cincinnati Bengals. This week, 
They're going up against the Cowboys. I wonder how I'm going to fare in uh, the unfortunate picks this week. Again, I've never been 2-0, and I've never been 0-2. I was 2-2 on Thanksgiving, but that was really unfortunate. (laughs) Get it? Unfortunate. So, (laughs) oh, these picks are going to get interesting this week. Hey guys, I made a goof. Um, number 27 is not Detroit. Number 27 is the Denver Broncos. I was looking at the wrong list. I need to keep my list separate because I like to compare where they were and where they're going and how they looked, yada, yada, yada. So at number 27... I have the Denver Broncos. And, I mean, let's just keep it real simple. Other than um, Vic going to be fired at the end of the season, I wonder if Jim Harbaugh would mesh well with... I just have a feeling that if there's a time for him to leave college, this is the perfect time to do it. Like, if you're going to leave college and you're going to leave Ann Arbor, you're going to leave Michigan, this is the perfect time to do it. Atlanta's going to be vacant. Jacksonville's going to be vacant. The Jets are going to be vacant. The Jets are going to be vacant. The Jets are going to... Yeah, I'm saying it. I hope Jim Harbaugh goes to the Jets and creates something different in New York that we've never seen, which is a physical brand of football. I feel that Jim Harbaugh is a great coach when he has great talent. And he even proved without great talent, with a great scheme, he's still a great coach. So, and the fact that he's done it for more than one program, it kind of leads to understanding how strong Jim Harbaugh is and can be. And I know I just talked about the Jets. And everybody but Denver. Let's just keep this real. When Denver has a quarterback that's available, does not have COVID, is not partying, or is not doing what they're not supposed to do, Denver can be formidable. They have a still a very strong defense. I said coming into this year, the only defense I fear is Denver. And the only reason why I said that is because between... Von Miller on one side, who's not playing right now. And then you got Bradley on the other side. That, 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 that it's, it's scary, okay? It's scary. It's, it's a bigger version of Freeney Mathis. Bigger version, same speed, more strength. Like, it, literally, that's what it is. Um, Denver played really well against a good team. They lost to the Chiefs 22-16. I mean, that's that's not bad. Not bad at all. So, hey, you got to give credit where credit is due, but unfortunately I could not raise or drop them 
So, at number 27 is the Denver Broncos. They did drop only because Detroit won. So, Detroit is at 26 and Denver is at 27. Back again. And in at number 27 is the Detroit Lions. Okay. I've been keeping up with Frank Gore. And this, when I say this literally on the spot, it's literally on the spot. I'm happy that Detroit won for their new coach. Um, and actually, they play the Packers this week, and I'm thinking this is a one-and-a-half to two-point game. I'm having a feeling this is going to be a really, really close game. It's Green Bay-Detroit. It's at the end of the season. Detroit is going to play their heart out for their new coach. Things could get interesting. But what I really want to look at is, like I said, I haven't looked up anything. I'm just curious. If we're looking at Frank Gore about to pass Walter Payton, I wonder where Adrian Peterson is on the all-time list and who he's chasing. Um, I think I may talk about that next episode because we got three games. I don't see him retiring the way he runs. Uh, So we may have another year of Frank Gore, Adrian Peterson watch. Yeah. So, and we also got to remember, Detroit has, you know, they got Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford's not bad. So they're going to be competitive in all these games coming up. But this week, they're playing Green Bay. They're most likely going to lose, but I don't see them getting blown out. First of all, Green Bay's not going to understand how they're coming at them because they're they got fresh new legs due to having a new coach, new voice. And when you usually get that, you usually get different play calling. So you don't know where Detroit's coming from, which is one of the reasons why I picked them to win last week, and they did. And they beat Chicago, who is starting Mitchell Trubisky. So that was kind of a no-brainer. So um, congratulations to Detroit for getting a win, and you move up. One spot from 27 to 26. That is my bad. You guys do move up from 27 to 26, and I just accidentally placed you guys at 27. That is my bad. The Detroit Lions are at 26, y'all, not 27. Alright, you guys, I am back with my 25th, 25th spot, the best team on the list. You know what? I'm taking that back. 
I'm going to add another team just for this week only because I I was I literally thought about this for about 20 25 minutes about what team to put at 25. So I'm going to have a 25 and a 24, but it's more like a 25A and a 25B. So at 25A is the Carolina Panthers. They did not drop. They did not go down because they had a bye week. But before that, they played the Panthers. uh, I'm sorry. The Panthers played the Vikings really close and lost by one point. They got a bye week. I believe Teddy Bridgewater is coming back. So, I think, and and look, and Carolina plays Denver. So, this is going to be interesting. Very interesting. And I'll come back with 24B in about 12 seconds. Less for you. Alright you guys, and coming in at number 25B, I'm going to keep this very, very simple. You, A couple people have asked me, why aren't the Chargers on your list? Guess what? They just made it. They're at 25B. I had a tie at 25. It's the Carolina Panthers because they had a bye, and the Chargers, the Los Angeles Chargers got shut out by New England. Bill Belichick always beats rookie quarterbacks. This isn't new. But to get shut out and allow as many points as they did, I I couldn't not put them on the list. The only other team that came close to getting on the list, but they ended up being far off, was the Houston Texans. But the Houston Texans are close enough. So, Chargers, you can't play a team like New England and not score any points. Their secondary is technically weak. Their run defense is okay. Their pass rush is not that great. Los Angeles, you got to do better. You got to do better. And I'll be back in a little bit with my picks. I'm going to bump it up this week due to the fact that so many unfortunate teams are playing each other. I'm picking three games this week. And I want to go undefeated for the first time. I want to go undefeated. Thanksgiving, I'm still mad about Thanksgiving because I started out so well. I was 2-0. I was so happy. And then the next day, the weekend came. I'm like, okay, I'm 2-1. And then... I'm still mad. Anyway, I'll be back with the unfortunate picks for you guys. Yo, yo. All right. So we got all our unfortunate teams in, and there are definitely unfortunate. Like I said, out of all the teams, only one won, and one had a bye week. Like, come on, man. 
It's hard for you to pick winning teams when all the teams lose all the time. Anyway. So, looking through the games. All right, number 32, the Jets play the Seahawks. No way. And like I said, I'm picking three games this week, and you'll figure out why in a second. The Jets versus the Seahawks. Seahawks are going to win that game by at least 15. The Cowboys and the Bengals. Andy Dalton returns home. Now, here's the question. Is it an upset if the Cincinnati Bengals, who are actually playing better than the Dallas Cowboys, win the game? Or is Dallas' favorite simply because they're America's favorite team? I don't know the line. I don't care about the line. In the upset, I'm picking Cincinnati to beat the Dallas Cowboys. So you guys can write me in for that one. I have the Bengals over the Cowboys. Okay. Next game, Jacksonville Titans. Titans are upset about how they played last week. They'll win. The Eagles and Saints. Saints have one of the top defenses in the league. I don't see Jalen Hurts pulling that out. The Detroit Lions play the Green Bay Packers. I have a feeling that this is going to be a one or two point game. And the Lions could be on the outside of winning that game. Just outside. So I'm going to pick the Packers for that one. And then, well, I'm not picking the Packers. I just can't pick the unfortunate team. So I have the Denver Broncos versus the Carolina Panthers. So we got 27 playing 25. Hmm. This is going to be another close game. Because if Denver plays a quarterback, technically Denver should beat them easily. But I have a feeling Carolina's going to come up with a field goal or a four-point win. So I'm picking the Carolina Panthers to beat the Denver Broncos. All right. And last but not least, I had to pick this game. The Los Angeles Chargers play the Atlanta Falcons. The Atlanta Falcons were the star of my unfortunates earlier in the season. Before they fired their coach and started playing better. Go figure. I still can't believe they beat Oakland. Scored 40-some points on Oakland. I still couldn't be- believe that. So I have to pick between the Chargers and Falcons. The Falcons, who are still a bottom of the basement team, but are above, but are above the bad teams that I got on my list. So 
I mean, theoretically, the Falcons are not that far above the Texans. The Texans are just about on my list, so. Uh, this is going to be another close game. Again, the next four weeks, the game is going to be crazy close and entertaining. This is going to be a close game, you guys. Like, really close. I'll take the Chargers in the upset. So again, guys, I'm picking three games this week. Because I had two games where the unfortunate teams were playing each other. So of course I had to pick that. I had to, of course I had to pick those. So again, I have Cincinnati beating Dallas. I have the Carolina Panthers beating Denver. And I'm taking the Los Angeles Chargers to beat the Falcons. Excuse me, guys. I had to change lanes there for a second. So, I'm closing the book on it. I'm sealing it in. And please, please, somebody help me. Remind me of my fantasy. I've just been so busy with everything. I have not been able to play my fantasies, any of them. Jeez. All right. So, I'm on Spotify. I haven't done anything on YouTube lately, but hopefully we'll get back to that soon. So Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts. I think it's called Hotbox. You can find In the Car with Joey Two Wilds. You will be able to find me. I'm not that hard to find. I'm everywhere that you want to look out for. Everywhere you want to look, I'm right there. All you got to do is put it in the car with Joey Two Wallets, and I'm right there. Oh, and just the FYI, my partner in crime, my brother, Daddy Daughter Picks, I don't know. If you guys haven't seen it, it's the cutest thing. I don't want to say since sliced bread, but I want to say since French bread. It's the cutest thing since French bread, and I know that makes no sense, but maybe somebody might connect with French bread being cute. I have no idea where I'm going with this. The show is adorable. Gotta watch it. Gotta love it. Peace. Have a great evening. Enjoy the games. It is Saturday morning. 